hold on. Hello. Hello. We are back. Um, welcome to the longest running independent film, video, entertainment podcast on the planet Earth. His name is Clarkson. My name is Jim, and for the past six years, we have been talking shit about movies so you don't have to. Ladies and gentlemen, Barbaric. we are the Film Thugs. Welcome aboard. Oh, you know, what I was saying about uh, Helena Bonham Carter, I like her. Sure. She's good. But she is that that girl or guy that, that in in theater back in the day who always had to do the, in, the scene where the person's insane because it makes it so... In, like. Can she not just play like, uh, this is Susan. She lives next door. You know, a person and not a type. Not something that's wackadoo and over the top. But like, oh, hi, you know, this is, you know, she she works down at the, you know, the local grocery store. And, well, you know, I could, Jim, yes. but then I wouldn't have a career. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. But again, no, no fucking not going to shit on anybody for <laughs> making money off it. But there's a point where it's like, come on, can you just play a person? No. Does it always have to be no. wacky? I got a weird accent and crazy teeth, and I have, I have this crazy niche. outfit. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know uh, who they call for Helen? <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. You know who they call for crazy Helena Bonham Carter yeah. every time. That's true. That is true. And so, then once as a fairy godmother. Yeah. Which is <laughs> weird. So as we were we were talking earlier about this, and I, I this brings in the the mention like the whole uh, Jared Leto method actory mm. uh, method is now being used to market shit as ooh isn't this authentic method acting like back in the day I fancied myself in that but much in that now I look at it everybody has a method yeah you know and then no matter how you look at it no matter what it is it's what gets you there it's your methodology yeah but that method in and of itself has come to just mean giant pain in the ass I, I view it the time that you become the method actor is when you're uh, you know in high school going into college studying it and you're really insecure, so you have to hang your hat on that. I guess. And some people hit a point where they don't need it anymore, and others... But you know, folks have some level of confidence, or just like, oh, yeah, well, no, 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 no. Yeah, Everybody has something different, I, I suppose. Do this. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I just really liked playing make-believe. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And uh, I was okay at it. Yeah. That's for, about it. But for all the method who are like, oh, I do that. When you play you know, a socialist and say... I'm going to insist that I get paid the same as the key grip. And in fact, I'm just want to make sure my my fee is broken up and paid to everyone. Then I'll buy you method. When you're a method who's like, I'm playing, you know, Mother Teresa and therefore I'm gonna give all of my fee to charity. Right. Then I'll buy the method. But basically method is just a way for people to say, Here, I'm gonna be an asshole. I guess. And uh, again, it's because everybody has this feeling that I'm really a good person. I'm a good person. Yeah. So I'm going to get over that. Yeah. Why would I need to get into character to be a nice person? I'm a nice person. Like, yeah, it's, it's actually a little harder to understand why nice people are nice. I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand I, why. I'm just a person. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, so. Bottle Rocket, the movie for today. Yeah. As I told you, I loved this much more than I did the first time I watched it. This yeah. is a Criterion Spine number. What's the number on this? God damn, I love it when there's the light pink on green. <laughs> 450. 450. Almost everything Wes Anderson's done is Criterion. Um, I actually, I think maybe all of Actually, I think Darjeeling's got a Criterion, so everything Wes Anderson wow, has done really? has a Criterion. 
I still haven't watched Darjeeling yet. I need to because it's the I, uh, it's the only gap I have. Got about twenty minutes in. And... Yeah, Darjeeling. I've I watched mm. to the end, but it took me like four nights because I kept falling asleep because ah. it wasn't holding me. Have you seen Grand Budapest? No, I started. Yeah, that was when I said yeah, yeah. I st- oh Darjeeling, Dar- Darjeeling. I watched it. Took me four times. Grand Budapest. I haven't, but I've started. Gotcha. Oh, did I say Darjeeling before? Yes. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Grand Budapest is the one I haven't watched. I started the beginning of it, hmm. uh, but didn't didn't get very far because I watched it when I was you know I'd gotten up at four thirty and gotten home at you know so like you know yes yes I do know and you start watching it a little later than you should and it's like oh yeah to try yeah. it later um, gotta wait for a weekend for me to see a movie yeah I did yeah. I saw Pete's Dragon and you said it was and it was fucking fucking wonderful. magical yeah it really really was which more power to them that's what happens again when they let the people who fucking create shit be creative and it was very very yeah. good. Uh, but yeah, so there is something that this movie brought to mind. I uh, on Sirius XM, I either listen to Howard Stern or my go-to's are the '90s stations. Mm-hmm. And I have realized that Hope and I have realized and conferred on this that whoever programs the '90s station uh, was not alive in the '90s oh. or was not listening to music in the '90s because, according to them, Spin Doctors, nope, Gin Blossoms, sort of. Uh, what was the one? Oh shit! I can see dishwalla. The, no, not not much dishwalla, but uh, what's that one? Um, uh, silver chair. Yeah. Oh, collective soul. Collective soul. Lousy with collective soul. Um, spin back to that collective soul. Uh, candle box is fairly frequent, but not Ugh. all the time. But yeah, but yeah. If you go, if you sit down, you are gonna hear. Uh, hey, jealousy! Till I hear it from you. Um, Found out about you, right? But the, you runaway are, train from uh, yeah, Soul Asylum. Asylum somewhat, but not as much as you'd think. Uh, co- yeah, collective soul all over the fucking place. Spin doctors, you will hear two princes or Little Miss can't be wrong all the time. Yikes! All the fucking time. Yikes. I mean, uh, when you have a station like that, why don't you just like have somebody you know, put your iTunes together and actually have it very well assigned, and then anything from the nineties just shuffle. So that you get a good random tasting. The grunge one, Lithium, yes, is a little bit better, but my God, they really play a lot of Collective Soul and Gin Blossoms, even on that one. Wow. Which is weird. Yeah, there are a lot of them where I'm like, no, that really isn't, that's not that nice. The one that they play a lot that I do agree with because it was ubiquitous for a long time was Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. Ugh, Yes. Good, bad, or indifferent, that fucker was, was, everywhere, was everywhere for a while, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Mm. I uh, Goo Dolls slide. I have a Pavlovian response to the toadies and silver chair. Right. There's a particular like brace of years uh-huh. there when I was working either line at Peppers on the Falls. Yes, Peppers on the Falls. And, or Gill's Broiler in San Marcos. And uh-huh. it was just the same five songs <laughs> on one and one X yeah. being played uh-huh. in Austin slash San Marcus. Oh yeah. Well, like when I worked at the sunglass hut mm. uh, in Highland mall and I would play the, uh, um, uh, KLBJ mm. all the time. And it, seriously, a fucking flagpole sit up the, the flagpole sit a song. I don't, I don't even remember what it was. Oh, Harvey danger. It's oh, Jesus. one of those ones that's on every, that was everywhere for a little while. Right. That paranoia, paranoia. Oh, yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, yeah. 
uh, like there was th- that hand, that brace of them, as you said, that were unavoidable. Yeah. And you understand if you listened to radio back then, you understood why radio was a dying art form, and by and large has <laughs> kind of died out. We were in the th- we were in the death throes of yeah. radio. Oh, I used to. Um, whenever I play regular radio, I have it on scan, mm-hmm. where it just hit, move, 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 move right, all right, the right. time. And back then, back like in the early 2000s, it would be like that Hey Ya by Outkast would be on like four stations at the same time. Yeah. Like, Jesus, the, the limitations of it. But it, the 90s, they're seriously like Nirvana is a lot of it, but Nirvana is one of those that I don't remember ever being as big as Pearl Jam. Like, Nirvana hit and they definitely were like the, oh, yes, these are the four. But Pearl Jam was the more popular. It seemed to be the yeah, yeah they were they were um, the ones yeah crossing over with more people yes uh-huh. I remember Nirvana every way must I don't know if this was what people felt like with the Beatles uh-huh. not that they are comparable bands not at all yeah I'm yeah. just saying as far as phenomena of, of yes. popularity yes where people were like hey that Beatles song is pretty good uh-huh. and then the world comes together and goes that's the greatest thing I've ever heard yes yeah so important yeah and so, you don't, so wait a minute, it's just Nirvana yeah. Yeah. no no. So. It's a revolution. Yeah, yes. it is. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it or anything, yeah. but it, really, it, it's, it's like no, no. That's Gary. Uh, he works at the car wash. Yeah. Well, it, it's sort of fringe punk that became I, everything. I mean, I like the Melvins. I yeah. can just play the Melvins. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, to me, like all this, yeah, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that were really definitive of the '90s for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Um, I remember Alice in Chains when they were just a metal band. Oh yeah, Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. They were just a metal band, and then they kind of got morphed into. Yeah. Dude, I saw. Grunge. I saw Alice in Chains right before Jar of Flies came out, mm-hmm. opening for uh, Ozzy. Yeah, it was supposed to be Motorhead, Alice in Chains, Ozzy, and Motorhead ended up having to cancel for some reason, mm. and they replaced them with Blind Melon. Oh yes, I remember that. <laughs> Yes, neither. The, the, nothing. Nothing says. Well, it's sort of like Motorhead, like yeah. Shannon Hoon. Yeah. Oh man, and it was one of those where it was obviously one of the first shows that they were able to play in a live, mm. you know, in a big venue, big, big show. Yeah, it was '92. It was a really big shoe. Really big shoe. Uh, it was '92. It was Ozzy's first show in San Antonio after they lifted the band. Yeah. And uh, I just remember the only thing I remember from Blind Melon was him like, "Yeah, there's an election coming up. You just vote for whoever wants to legalize pot." Woo! Yeah, never, yeah. Fuck yeah. Castle Numbskull went Fuck, nuts. You know it, man. Let Dude, that word resound. Walking into Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio before the Ozzy show, the moment that I, I will never forget is cemented in my mind is the Mexican guy with long hair wearing a leather jacket, no shirt underneath it. So the mayor? The mayor, yes. Mm-hmm. Yelling, Yeah! Diary of a Madman! <laughs> Blizzard of Oz! <laughs> <laughs> Like, shit. Why are you yelling album names? (laughs) (laughs) Like, bark at the moon. Going to a metal show in San Antonio is like going to mass at the Vatican. It really is. It is just the most authentically pure experience you will ever have. It's fantastic. It, my God, it was it is fantastic. fucking amazing. Just looking around like, I am together. <laughs> I have got my shit together. Absolutely. <laughs> I remember uh, seeing a death metal show at 
with then Wacky's Cantina. Oh, morphed from the days when I played there as a teenager. Yeah, and uh, it was a death metal show, of course. Of course, uh, Jungle Rot, quite good. Uh-huh. Uh, and I can't remember who opened for them, but the open the local opener. Yeah. Um, was a black metal band apparently I didn't know what they were I right. just saw a bunch of guys milling about uh-huh. uh, I was there early on uh, Malevolent Creation? I can't remember um, maybe they were the headliner I can't uh-huh. remember anyway uh-huh. uh, I saw him just kind of hanging out you know some rather large looking solo fella and his, yeah. and his friends no big deal right. South Texas Diamond Dust yes. they probably look at me going look at that cracker yeah. it's like every other fucking cracker out here Nice yep. shaved head, dipshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. They ran outside, and the next time I saw them, they all had corpse paint on, for people who don't know what that is. It's just white and black makeup in the black metal style. And completely black stage with just spots on their face. A little spotlight. <laughs> it was so I can imagine. I mean, really? it's racket to begin with that I mm. like anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm not judging anyone's music. God knows. No, but no, no. W- <laughs> yeah. This fella was large. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Oh, man. Like, I sat at the bar. The bartender and I kind of looked at each other like, oh, Jesus Christ. They, they play here a lot? First time. <laughs> but even then, San Antonio, as yeah. you were saying, a metal show in San Antonio, they will throw you some... Throw the horns up for you oh, and God, support, yeah. just for trying. That city is, it's it, the, where 1987 never ended. Yeah, yeah. Never ended, and it never fucking will. Nope, nope. Don't care how much hip rising we go for. Yeah. Back in 93, Deep Purple had one U.S. state. One. Uh, it was Corpus Christi. Makes sense, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think the Scorpions still play San Antonio twice a year. I don't know. Even if they're not a band anywhere, like, well, we got to get together. We must go to San Antonio. We must go play San Antonio. Mm. They want to hear Love Fasting. <laughs> but yeah, that. The rhythm of love. The rhythm of love. <laughs> yeah, that pause <laughs> is the, the best. With that weird, like, reverse, uh, the reverse reverb on the drums. <laughs> Boom. So yeah, good. The, uh, so good, so good, so, so important. But th- this movie crashed me back into when I moved to Austin. Like this movie is almost more my genesis in Austin than Slacker because I didn't care for Slacker. This one hit right about the time I moved here. Yeah, yeah, right about the time I moved here, and it was the indie back when indie kind of still meant something when it wasn't just oh, this is the independent arm of this studio. Yeah, uh, I remember getting into it with an ex of mine about how no, I said that the, the Star Wars prequels were independent films because right. Lucas paid for them and all that yeah. happened was Fox distributed them. But I could look at something like uh, though I like Little Miss Sunshine, I, it's not an independent film. Right, Juno is not an independent film. Whatever, I, hate that I have movie. a pipe. Yeah, I have a pipe. Like, oh wow, so it's a movie that has a bunch of established known actors in it. Uh, that a studio That's set right. up uh, and had distribution lockdown before they even started filming it. Independent. 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 Exactly right. what Cassavetes did. You know? <laughs> Hot love. Yeah. I'm going to call the studio and get approved. It's not independent. This was not really independent. It was the beginning of when studios first started jumping on going, hey, what we need is what this. What we can do is this. Yeah. Reach out. Exactly. Uh, so today we watched off the criteria is we watched the original short that it was based on, uh, 
And that's one that I really wish I would have seen earlier because it, like, it was hard as fuck to find back when I was in film sure, school. Sure. You weren't gonna find... If I had seen that, I would have been like, oh, so wait, you don't have to have a beginning, middle, or an end to a story. You just kind of need to have. Well, that that's why Wes happen. Anderson yeah. is Wes Anderson. Yeah, you just have to have like, stuff happen. Just fuck. stuff happens, yeah. and it's uh, tightly edited. And right there, you go. But it's and I think though what really gave it the plus was that it was unique. Very. Uh, in the at least the short because it wasn't at the time that it hit. It wasn't someone trying to be Tarantino. It wasn't someone trying to be Linkletter. It was a, an individual, like a all. unique voice. Yeah. At what I said uh, when uh, somebody, whenever somebody asks me about starting a podcast, the thing that I always tell them is, uh, above everything else, fuck content, fuck, fuck everything else. It has to be a show that literally only you can do. Yeah. They're like this show. When when the few times that we have somebody else sitting in your chair, it's a different show. Sure. It's not the same. When you come back, it's very obvious. And if you're doing something that somebody else could do, then why am I watching you do it? Right. Uh, with the Wes Anderson, at least early on, with bottle uh, with the Bottle Rocket short, you looked at it like, okay, only Wes and Owen could have made that. Yeah. The, the ingredients aren't necessarily unique yeah. to other independent filmmakers or right. student filmmakers or what have you. Uh-huh. But how they're put together exactly. is yeah. very unique. Yes. And I think... Uh, and we've agreed and talked about this many times that Owen ha- owns uh, has a certain grounding effect to Wes Anderson. Yeah, and doesn't help. I mean, doesn't hurt rather that Owen is interesting on camera. He is. He and, just is interesting. Yeah, and that's something that we we noticed right off the bat. Looking at this, it's like there there's something about him. You look at this of the of the people in this movie who's going to be the breakout. Yeah, it's very clear. Like very Luke clear. is going to do well, but Luke has never crossed over the way Owen has. Mm-mm. It's like watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Charlie is going to be the breakout on that. The others yeah. will do stuff, but Charlie is the one that you look they at and go. already has. Yeah, exactly. From the beginning, it was clear. Because like, okay, this guy's doing something that is different and original and unique. Because <laughs> you can't nail that can... down. Yeah. You, when yeah. you want some wild card. Uh-huh. Um, wasn't he in Pacific Rim? Yes, he was. Uh-huh. Like we, No one else could have given that particular flavor. Exactly, you could have put yeah. Anybody else from... Um, uh, always sunny, like yeah, sort of. Right. I can get someone kind of like that, uh-huh. but he's very different. Well, so you can tell when they're looking for types. Yeah, you know, like we need a Matthew Lillard type in this role. Well, yeah, it's like Helen Bottom Carter. Yeah. Who are we going to get to play that particular exactly? Kind of thing? Yeah, well, we need this person to do it. Who's going to play that Helen? Ab- well, um, it's like an Archer. Mm-hmm. When they were casting, it's like for the mom. God, we really should. What we're looking for is like a Jessica Walter type, and someone's like. How about Jessica? Try and get Jessica Walter. And and if you look at that role, who the fuck else plays that? It won't work. She is perfect in it. And that's when you can look at it and go, yeah, I can't see switching anything. If you took Luke and Owen Wilson and switched, and Luke plays like Luke Luke plays Dignan and Owen plays Anthony, that dies. Absolutely not. Fucking the guy who plays Robert Maplethorpe could only. Have, oh, oh like, my God. No, but more no, than any of the others, actually, he was perfect. He's, he's just indispensable. Yeah. Uh, how can I get someone who kind of looks like a manager of a thread guild? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And the, the number... Don't you manage fastball? Yes. Yes. <laughs> back, when the, back when they were called Magneto. Oh, Magneto, yeah. that's right. Exactly. Oh, God. And that shit is what makes this movie so great, is everyone in it is like... Fucking Future Man, Andrew Wilson as Future Man, fucking perfect. Yeah. And I remember even talking to him on Idiocracy and being like, 
it was so clear you were somebody's big brother. Yeah. yeah. And that it was so clear that you sure. were somebody. And he's like, thanks, man. I like, like, no, you nailed it. That's what it is. That, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't know it was big secret. And he, hey, 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 why are you hitting yourself everything off? Oh. He and Owen seem to have, well, especially Owen, because he was the same in the um, the short uh-huh. and the feature. Yeah. Um, I got this character locked down, got him down cold. Yes. Uh-huh. And soon as Future Man walked on set, like, okay. Yeah. I've got this. Uh-huh. I know somebody like this yeah. or whatever. Yep. He drew from a, a deep well, mm-hmm. whatever, what have you. But it's perfect. Yeah. And Owen is... What What it reminded me of is my favorite scene from Goodwill Hunting. It's because I've, I, I listened to the commentary talking about it. When they're in the bar and Ben is trying to tell a joke and Casey keeps cutting him off. And at a certain point, Ben just goes, You shut the fuck up! I tell you what happens and you fucking know. That's how a story works. And basically, Gus Van Zandt was just like, Hey, Casey, um, do you know how to get under Ben's skin and really piss him off. Yeah. Could you just do that? And that's like, just wind up the little brother and set him loose. Yeah. And it's funny because you can always tell a younger sibling. Like there's a woman I work with and we antagonize each other a lot. And at one point I was like, you're the youngest in your family, aren't you? Yeah. Like that's why we yeah. play off each other so well. Cause it's that little sibling. Oh yeah. yeah. I know how to fucking get, I know how Watch to get a little reaction here. Sure. Yeah. Like, you and I, we both know. Watch if I do this, watch what happens. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> and it's so clear, but yeah, having those characters nailed down so perfectly, and what you pointed out, the number of lines that Owen delivers, you're like, that is, that, that's an Owen line. It just seems it. like an Owen line. Owen wrote that. You know my mom. Why don't we rob your mom's house? What? You know my mom and Craig don't have anything. Right. Oh, anything to steal at mom and Craig's. Yeah. It's so perfect. Just mom and Craig's. Mom and Craig's. Oh. Nice. Little things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. But what's what's interesting is from the short to the feature, the few locations that you're like, oh my god, they use the exact same location. That mm. street they're walking down, that is the exact same street. Yeah. That, and the how clear it was that it was Texas. That yes. even though there are small towns everywhere, those Texas small towns and even larger towns like the older schools, there's a there's a sameness to them that you can look at and be like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I used to. <laughs> the outside of that gym. I've been in that gym. I played a basketball game yeah. in that gym. Sure. Back when I was the in the motel they stay out outside of a Love's truck stop. Yeah. I'm almost positive that is just outside Houston on 290. As they said, it's 200 miles. He roughly put it 200 miles no, uh, 200 miles outside of Victoria. So it that could have been on I-10 too. I don't bam. Know, it's rather. right there. And you know it. It's this. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And where there's that probably is. the same hotel loves combo on I ten fifty nine yeah. and two ninety. Yeah, there's. It's one of those things that you could find the wrong hotel loves combo, but yep. it looks like this is the one. Yep, this, this is, is it. it. And then you drive a little ways. Wait, no, no, maybe no, it's, maybe no, it's, it's this, this one. one. It's definitely this one. Then you drive fifty miles down the road. I, we were wrong. It's this. Jesus, they filmed it all three of them. Yeah, uh, it, it's so unique and so perfect to that. But what's interesting is how in uh, seeing the way you grew from the first one, from the short, Mm -hmm. you see all of the elements there. Yeah. And really in Bottle Rocket, because I haven't seen it since I started watching the other movies. I watched it before before Rushmore, Mm -hmm. and I don't think I've watched it beginning to end since. I've watched parts of it. Uh, 
their elements that are so perfect. Like when they do their first robbery mm-hmm. of Anthony's house and the camera's in position and he crouches down to his face dead center of it. I was like, oh yeah. Oh my God, that is the most Wes Anderson shot possible. Squat down, then you get squat view of uh-huh. him moving a figurine. Back. Yeah. And it's always the shot, reverse shot. It's that, then the exact reverse. Okay, perfect. Falling shot, run to quirky music. Yeah, yeah. Mm Slow-mo. That Mark Mothersbaugh-esque music that's playing everywhere. It's so tight and so dead on and so just unique and perfect. It's just kind of his, just like Rushmore, we Uh use the same same descriptors every time with Wes Anderson, but they hold true, is Mm -hmm. that he kind of sprung fully formed yeah he had his own i mean he had his own growth of course yeah but yeah the same things echo throughout all of his movies mm-hmm. and they all start here well watching this movie like the first time i saw it my problem was the trailers for it set you up for a different movie yes it set you up for a very very different movie and what i told you there are six words that define this film for me great characters fantastic dialogue terrible story right and to this one, honestly, the story works so much better for me this time. Like mm. I'm, I admit I was wrong. The story isn't bad. It's just so different from what I was expecting. Yeah. And going in without that expectation and thinking, okay, yeah, this thing's gonna fall apart. No, it's, it doesn't. I remember seeing this around the time we're living at the band house and where things were getting shuffled out. Bam's kind of falling apart. And- yeah. Uh, or not doing as much, and one of the guys that lived with us was an aspiring filmmaker. He worked uh. for EverQuest or whatever the fuck that's called in Austin, the online game. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but he was an aspiring filmmaker and was really into movies. Uh-huh. We saw Fight Club together a billion times. Yeah, because that's what you did back in the days. Yeah, Fight we, Club was the one. Yeah, that, we just yeah. we just got along because we both were really into movies. When you had physical copies and you couldn't yeah. just access everything, everything. Yeah, you would he, watch he the was the guy that, that sent off to get a copy of Co- of Coven, mm. right? Uh, he was the guy that and got... And did he get the tape, uh, oh, yeah. Songs I Know? You bet your ass. Yeah. He got... Um, and one of the things he went out and got was Bottle Rocket. Yeah. No one knew Wes Anderson from a can of paint. Yeah, no none one of us, And yeah. none of us had any reason to know except that we had heard things. Yeah, yeah. And well, I, I remember I watching a... this the first time and thinking the same things you did. Yeah. Like, I like the dialogue. I like the characters. Mm-hmm. I fucking love uh, the uh, Mr. Little Jeans s character. Yeah, Kumar. Kumar. I blew uh, it, man. I love I all the names. Touch. I liked yeah. all. I liked. Yeah. there was something there. Mm-hmm. But the the story did lose me. It lost me a lot more then yeah. than I did now. Yeah, because uh, I think this was probably my second or third viewing. Right. All second from beginning to end viewing for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like you. I I don't think the story is terrible. I don't think. Uh. It, was as lost to me back in the 90s. Uh-huh. But then again, I was on everything but roller skates <laughs> Yeah, when I watched this the first time. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? Could have been. But been. even then, in th- even through that fog, uh-huh. dialogue, characters, very strong. Yeah. Yes. Direction, incredibly strong. Yes, yes. Uh, the story still kind of lose me, loses me there at the motel. Yeah, yeah. The love interest thing is... Mm. Yeah. It's... Charming. Yes. Very charming. Very, but, very charming. Yes. But it doesn't really go anywhere. Well, it doesn't tie up either. They don't finish that. No, they uh, don't. It just kind of. Well, it's it's one of I those things where it's more of almost more like a thematic narrative than an actual narrative. Right, it is right. totally Anthony's uh, growth as yes, a character. Yes, yes. 
Because Dignan doesn't grow. Dignan no. is 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 a constant, but it's it's seeing Anthony kind of grow and uh, Maplethorpe growing a little bit. Just because you're a piece of shit doesn't mean you're not my brother. Fuck up. Just because you're a fuck up doesn't mean you're not my brother. Yeah. I got to admit, me. really touched me. Perfect. Fucking that Texas accent was... And you forget until you watch, not even the feature, but the original... Luke used to have himself a Texas twang. That is a pure Texas twang. Yes, That's uh, not a put on. No, no. That's just right. The most pure, you forget that the guys from Supernatural are from Texas yes. until every once in a while, <laughs> werewolves are badass. Badass. Like, holy shit. Dallas just jumped fully formed out of you, <laughs> yeah. son. But there's shit in it that, that could have been like, nowadays would have been put on as like quirky and, oh, look how... The burger place that had the school desks outside of it where they were sitting and eating. Back in that time, it was like, oh, wow, that's 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 a cool idea. That's an interesting idea. It looks great. Now <laughs> it would be so cloying. Yeah, and that's the difference between Wes Anderson then as opposed to Wes Anderson now. Yeah. That restaurant happened to have those desks. Yeah, yeah. Now he would put those desks in front of a restaurant. Yes, yes, uh-huh. Is it? Yeah, and we're going to have a finger paint table over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And you've seen over it. You've seen his Visa commercial, right? Yes. That is the most perfect, perfect Wes Anderson thing ever. Yeah. Like, could you put a bayonet on a three fifty seven magnet? I don't see why on. not. <laughs> <laughs> those are my birds. I needed those. I needed those. Yeah, it's perfect. He knows. Yeah, you need to take that. Don't worry, it'll play. Why would I take the hat off first? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's it's a. It's such a unique voice in doing this, but there's that makes the little perfectly human moments so great. When he calls Inez and does the uh, so uh, word on the street is uh, you <laughs> love me, is, rumor yeah, is you love, you love me. me, and then he turns out she lo- you. And that moment that I looked at, I was like, sh- you know what it's like when something happens or you learn something, you find, and you are so excited. You're like, I just need to call somebody. I call you. You can't answer. Fuck. I just call my parents because I have to tell somebody sure, sure. how fucking cool this is. That is such a great moment because, yeah, I have been there. Yeah. I, it's kind of like in uh, Blaine Weaver's movie Six Month Rule. There's a bit where he's talking with a woman and there's this whole, and, you know, it, it's what ends up being like the love story that propels it all. But as she walks away, he's standing there watching her and he says, if she turns around, that means she's into me. And she kind of turns around and looks, and every single guy has had that moment of bargaining rationalization sure, where sure. it's like, Magical I need thinking. to know. Yeah, I need to know for sure. If this happens right now, then it's meant to be, oh, it is. But I've got to call somebody. I have to tell somebody about this. She loves me. Fuck, yes, it's perfect. Sure. Mm. But the dialogue is so what sets us apart because there are so many lines that even reading them on paper, they're fucking hilarious. I can't fix a car like that because I don't have the tools. And even if I did have the tools, I don't know that I could fix a car like that. (laughs) What? Yes. Oh, it's so sharp. But again, this is that shit. Anybody else says that. It doesn't work as well. No. Just, ugh. I love my touch, man. Did you even have a touch? Did you ever have a touch to lose? Oh, man. I blew it, man. When he walks in and little Jesus is sitting sitting on the couch. These little setups, you know, where all the the job, quote unquote, is going wrong. And he walks in and he's just sitting there. Yeah. And then immediately stands up. Oh, oh, man. I can't do this. I can't do it, man. I blew it, man. I blew it. Man, he's standing in the freezer. Why are you in the freezer? I don't know, man. I'm sorry, man. I blew it. Oh, I blew it, man. 
I lose my, I lose my touch. <laughs> my work is it's very, it's with the fingers very fine. <laughs> and that and the click, yes. And no that's, problem. That's one where they found him. He and the the tall guy, the 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 manager of the store, mm. who ends up being the uh, the the math teacher at, yeah. in Rushmore, is his son. And they, oh. like, owned this cafe that they went to for years. Like, we got to put this guy in a fucking movie. Fantastic. Kind of like in Cannibal the Musical and Orgasmo, the 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 Asian guy that they always cast oh, yeah, as, yeah. A, as either a Native American or as the, the hip-hop sushi yes. owner. <laughs> like, we just got to put this guy in a fucking movie. This guy's amazing. Before you wreck yourself. <laughs> we are Indian. We have teepee. We have many teepee. <laughs> so fucking great yeah. but that you know there is somebody you know that you're like if I ever make a movie I'm gonna have a fucking oh, scene with fuck, this yes. guy in it this dude's gonna have one scene of just well pickles <laughs> God, I've got a whole goddamn sideshow of oh, characters yeah. ready to go <laughs> just gonna write something to put them all in but I guarantee you they'll oh, yeah. be there they will and one of them won't be too dissimilar from the uh, fellow from the short and the feature in the Dr. Pepper shirt yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, 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 you use yeah, son of a bitch. You use guns to kill. You you don't intimidate people. Guns. You shoot people with them. Guns. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, much better in the short. I thought. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because they used him in the yeah. short. In this, he was just there with a fanny pack on. Yeah. Which I'm, I am eighty percent there on getting a fanny pack, <laughs> but I just it's that twenty percent. Yeah. That it's sounds like twenty percent. Yeah, it sounds like I'm most of the way there. I am not. That's really sort of like being twenty percent there, but because with a, if you, a if fanny you pack think, is a zero sum game. If you think people are giving your six foot eight ass a wide berth, <laughs> put on a fanny pack. Yeah, they're and gonna then, give you. You're, they're gonna you, give you a wider berth yeah. and more looks. Yeah, I'm gonna get the sidewalk. Like, hmm. So I, some guys came by to. Um, so we had one of these door to door motherfuckers coming by. Like, hey, we're doing a special in the area with triple yeah, sure, pane yeah, windows. Yeah. We uh, we we let them price. Way too much. Then we had some other guys come. They were really awesome. We're not going to do it, but at least we know. Right. And they loved the dog. Like Digby came out and was all over him. And I was like, "Yeah, people always ask me why don't I have a bigger dog." And they're like, "Dude, you don't have to. It's great. You got have a smaller dog than this." Like, yes, I could. <laughs> yes. I walk around with him in a walk around with him in a fucking papoose. Like, yeah, it's my dog. Big enough in the fanny pack. That's what you need. Exactly. Why is my ringtone bad day? Because it can be. Because sure. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Somebody say something to my ass. Hi. <laughs> yes, that's my ringtone. It's my favorite song. It's my favorite jam. The only thing that would be better is if I used the song David Duchovny. That only people know because it was on... The only reason I know it is on the uh, <laughs> the 20 before the movies at the Cinemark. Mm. They did like some ad for some... It was where Bad Day was. And they had mm. some... Oh yeah, it's our artist series. Here's Daniel Powder with Bad Day, and this broad who has a song called David Duchovny. She's like, it's a pop song about a pop icon, and uh, <laughs> she did not take off. Oh. Surprisingly enough, I'll be damned. But uh, yeah, it's that weird shit. This movie, though, it just encapsulates everything about that like odd time in America when it was. We were buying indie from a company. And not yeah. really even being self-aware of it, no. you know? It, it, we had as much, oh, you want a jolly good time? God's not dead. Oh, that movie's hilarious. <laughs> it is the most self-unaware, just like... I love that. Oh, you don't... Oh. That's the best. That oh, is the best. Oh, this is fantastic. Wow. 
And God's Not Dead 2. Oh, I, I, if that one wasn't $14, I would have watched it. <laughs> like, holy shit, this is amazing. We'll have to wait till they're both available. Mm-hmm. And we'll just do both yeah. of them. Oh, dude, our Christmas our Christmas movie is Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. That's happening this year. Because I want to see your head explode. Because <laughs> Monumental got nothing on this. Wow. Oh, I, I just, I love the lack of, again, lack of self-awareness. I watched a thing with uh, that... Uh, Fred Durst, Reverend Fred Durst, mm-hmm. Feuerstein guy. Yes, there's like we're at a time now where church, where malls don't like th- this mall. The gallery didn't even have a Christmas tree. Uh, churches are being told that they can't have nativity scenes on their lawns. That's not true. That's not true. And the mall you're talking about, instead of doing a Christmas tree that they've done since the day they opened, um, decided to do a whole North Pole theme. Mm. And when people freaked out, they put a Christmas tree up the next day because. You know, no, no, that was pressure from the community. There is no war on your whatever. Uh, that war, here's here's how I get war on Christmas. Have you just like men's rights activists? Oh, you're upset that you're being treated like everybody else. That's right, <laughs> and you can't stand it. Yeah, yeah. Happy. I don't give a shit about men's rights. Nope. I do care about Christmas trees. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if somebody says happy holidays to you, you don't. I, I don't give yeah. a shit. But this was the, the we lacked the self awareness at this time to realize that's Odin Street, bitch. Yeah. What? Oh, Barbaric. saving Christmas will change your your mind on that one, and you oh. won't be able to look at a Christmas tree without laughing I'm, ever I'm sure. again. I'm sure I will. Without laughing hysterically <laughs> ever again, because Kirk Cameron explains why we hang lights on a tree. Come on. <laughs> okay. Because Jesus was the light of the world and he was crucified on a cross no. made of wood. No. So we hang lights no. on a tree. <laughs> you fans can stick it, brother. Oh. Just, the look on your face was so fantastic. Just, no. Uh, 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 I don't know what things taste like anymore. Yeah. Well. <laughs> This is the same fellow that brought us the uh, way of the master with the dude explaining about bananas. Oh, yeah. Bananas. Yes, I if have. You have it out yeah. there. Uh, it's great. The sound of our voices. Google huh. way of the master banana. Banana, I banana yeah. It's perfect. And it's then fucking the, perfect. The guy does a cocksuck yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, like, yes, you see, does. it fits right in my... Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, now that. <laughs> it's fantastic. That's good. That's science right there. <laughs> Oh God, it's fucking glorious! Yeah, but when when the second one comes out, we're gonna do a double feature <laughs> assault on that. And for all the Christians out there who are so offended by it, uh, your refund is in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> um, and even folks that we know, even Phil, yeah. Phil, who's a no, Christian, won't I, give a no one, fuck. no one, no one cares about that. Yeah, Christians don't care about that. Assholes, yeah, don't care about that. Yes, they do. So. Oh boy, do they ever! Christians aren't affected. Yeah, yeah, an asshole who'd find a reason to be an asshole no matter what. Right. Yeah, the guy who, if he had never heard of Christianity, would be such a big Cowboys fan that that's all you'd ever hear about. Right. Like, yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's true. Troy can just throw the ball. He can't catch it. Sorry. Uh, that is. Ugh. But seriously, the, Romo more like homo. <laughs> <laughs> It genuinely does. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm 
almost went too deep there. Almost. Another yeah, I, I, person I, I, almost so, took over. Yeah, just, your, your vision started blacking out <laughs> like, like, oh, my God, oh, he's no, reaching. No. He's hit ridiculous speed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too much. Like uh, the time Michael Bay took over my body for Yeah. Whoa, that was that was an interesting time. But this sort of thing, what I love about the, the Wes Anderson films is how they're sort of set in a city that exists outside of everything else. Yeah. You know, yes, we know that Royal Tannenbaums was set in New York, but it's never stated. Right. It's just there and it exists because you don't see any of the landmarks you're used mm. to. I didn't know if this movie was set in Houston or Austin. Or or Austin. Somewhere in between. Yeah. I knew it was Texas just because uh, there is that. There are parts of it where, like, oh, that's Houston. You can just feel. <laughs> feel the Houston. Feel the Houston in see the, the air. See the humidity in the air. Yeah. Hanging uh, just, just there. Just right there. But how it totally exists in its own world. And this one, I love how uh, Dane Cook once said in one of his acts, and I, it's a, I've never agreed with a comedian more. What every guy in this world wants more than any sex thing is to be part of a heist. <laughs> and like, yes, that is, yes, yes, you are correct. Every dude does be part of some shit where you got a headset on, like, I'm in. Like, that kind of whole, like, yes, we want to be part of that. And this movie tackles that from a certain angle where it's like, yeah, this is what people want. They want to be part of this cool, badass, like, mm-hmm. hey, heisty world. Well, it was it was all over the place. Oh, God, those, yes. In those days, after Tarantino made it look like, you know, all you do is buy a jacket. And mm-hmm. I think Owen Wilson actually has a jacket like Tim Roth from... Um, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs yeah. somewhere early on in the movie. Yeah. Well, that's what fucking Maplethorpe just didn't have the tie. But other than that, I mean, he was... Yeah, but yeah. he didn't look like no, he didn't. one of the yeah. robbers. He yeah. looks like he manages a threat. <laughs> yes. Or... The Spirit Award goes to Bob. Yeah, yeah, Spirit Award goes to Bob, for sure. Yeah. So that that whole cool criminal thing was right. pretty thick. Yeah, and uh, Tarantino, it's weird. Tarantino was like when Gu- when Gutenberg invented the fr- pre- uh, the printing press and it froze grammar. <laughs> yes. Like, Tarantino came out with Reservoir Dogs and it was like independent cinema. The language of that was locked in. Yeah. What I like about Wes, because this was made, actually, God, what year was this made? Because I think the short 92. was made in 92. Um but Bottle Rocket, the feature is 1996. Oh. So yeah, this was very much post. This was fucking post Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I love that he didn't go that way. With oh no, it. no, no! I'm not saying he. Oh, he was doing that. Oh I mean, no, no, just no, no! In general, well, the though. world was like uh, yeah. watching. Have you ever seen Hard Eight slash Sydney? It's uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's first movie. Mm. There is a whole bit, and basically it's John C. Riley meets, uh, what's that older guy who's in all of those movies with him? Uh, Philip Baker Hall. Okay. And uh, he plays Sidney, and he's like this old-time gambler who'd been in Vegas. He's kind of showing Riley how to be a gambler of mm-hmm. that ilk. And uh, there's this whole speech that he gives where they're sitting there talking. He's like, hey, do you have a match? And Riley goes, and I never carry, carry matches. I just won't carry matches. Really? Why not? Well, one time when I was saying, like, yeah. I had a pack of matches in my pocket and they all lit off at one. But it was straight up, I don't tip. tip it was right. that scene. And back then, auditioning for student films where I'm doing a scene that they wrote and I'm like, oh my God, you want this yeah. to be, you know, th- this is your fucking, uh, why don't we rob, why don't we rob restaurants moment? It, it, you yeah, are, yeah. 
it doesn't come off natural. And this is things to do in Denver when you're dead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, things to do in Denver when you're dead went their own way. Yeah. And so, and what I love is I I saw actually at the draft house a handful of years ago. They did a things to do in Denver when you're dead screening with Treat Williams and and then we went to they ever and drinks at Lala's afterwards. Oh. So I got to have a drink with Treat Williams at Lala's. Was he? He was. He was no, delightful. He was a treat. But the director was saying, yeah, I talked to Quentin Tarantino right when my movie came out, and Tarantino was like, I'll give you $1,000 for every review of your movie that doesn't mention mine. <laughs> and even Tarantino was saying, no, this had no you, these movies had nothing to do no. with each other. There was no connection, even stylistically. No. Um, but not but, that trailer, boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boy, and Tarantino was like, Put it all in there. Yeah, There's every, some surf music we can put behind yeah, it. Yeah, everything has. Because it wasn't, like, none of it. No. None of it. Like, Tarantino doesn't fuck with uh, slang the way that that movie did. He doesn't have that kind, that type of over-the-top characters. Right. And it just didn't, it wasn't, but at that time, everything was. But everything was. It was like, so you're either Kevin Smith, Quentin Tarantino. Yep. Uh, those were the big ones. Those were the big ones. Um and it's so funny how the the changes that have happened with those guys since then. You know, Robert Rodriguez was sort of his own animal, but there was a like he was so tied in with that whole scene. Oh yeah, it was yeah, unavoidable. Yeah. But it was literally back then every filmmaker that came out. It's like, so are you Quentin Tarantino or are you Kevin Smith? If you yeah. really, really look at what was happening with that shit back then, because. You know, it, even movies like you know, SFW with Steven Dorff. Yes. Take back our freedom. Yes. Um, it's a different... It was such a different time. And we really have been feeling that ever since. It's yes. never going to be as strong as it was in the mid-90s. No, ever. no, no, no. Um, but man, this Don't forget was... that nose ring of a time. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, you just kind of look at all of it and go, why were we what? doing that? Bowling why shirts. So many white. Why did we think bowling shirts were yeah. a good idea? Why was putting your hair, like having your hair long enough to tuck it behind your ears? But that's just. Why did we do that? All you're going to do is be tucking your hair all day. Yeah, why don't you just cut your hair? This. That's weird. Now, some of the fashions I was okay. Like flannel shirt, if you didn't live in South Texas, was great. I did and yeah. still wore them. Mm -hmm. I had so many fucking flannel shirts. Sure. Oh, my God, I had so many flannel shirts. Enough to make Oregon blush. Yes. I'm like, dude, you need Turn to calm that shit down. Please, man. <laughs> uh, but it's fucking insanity. Mm. I love, though, that it's... You, we didn't realize it at the time, but now you look back at it, how fucking precisely dated the 90s were. Oh, yeah. Like, I shouldn't have had to look it up. It should have been, like, yeah, this is about 94 to 96. That is very clearly when this movie was made. Yes. Um, and no Weird one. time. Yeah. Especially when you look and realize a couple of years later, Rushmore and Tannenbaums. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, just absolute evolution no. of talent. In this beautiful way, because it didn't change it. It was evolved. It was just, yeah. he sharpened. It was like, wow. Yeah. This is, this guy knows what he wants to do. Yeah, the the uh, the footing was, wasn't was as sure. Uh-huh. It was steady. Yeah. It wasn't as sure. Yeah. And yeah. by the time he gets to Rushmore, he's like, nah, 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 nah. 
Yeah, Rushmore, I got you this. had that fucking together. And then together. Tannenbaum's is like, I tap dance in the dark. Exactly, yeah. No problem. Tannenbaum's was, oh, Jesus. <clears throat> Both of those were so fucking good. And it is cool, though, to look and see the stylistic references here. Mm-hmm. And I think now with this, going back to Harold and Maude, it's going to be very, oh, holy shit, that oh, yeah. Wes Anderson only watched Harold and Maude. <laughs> Like that's the that's only all I movie can think he of ever when saw. I saw Rushmore about yeah. twenty minutes in. Uh-huh. I know this. Mm-hmm. What do I, why do I know this? Yeah. What do, oh. Oh, oh. Okay. There it is. Got it. Huh. Okay. I wonder how many else, uh, how many, how many other people in the theater I'd never thinking of right. me. Right. Five. Yeah. If that. Well, it was Austin, <laughs> so possibly more. Saw it in Houston. Oh, saw it in Houston. Oh, so nobody. So nobody. Nobody. Literally <laughs> nobody. Hal, who now? I was the only only one having a good time. I guess. Yeah. It's. This, though, I, I miss that era of the 90s a little bit because there was such a different feel to it, uh, such a different feel to everything. There was there was a cynicism, but it was different than the cynicism of today because it was almost like an optimistic cynicism. It was fuck you with a wink. We're all fucked with a wink. Yes, yes. Uh, it, it was still There was still this, like, that nagging bit of hope, like, yeah. things aren't really fucked yeah. because... We didn't have social media everywhere, yeah. or at all, really. Right. Um, right. And it was everyone's goddamn opinions weren't so omnipresent, well, and it, polluting the air in your mind every second. Yeah. And now you can look back and say, now you can look around and say, no, 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 truly fucked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Back then, this was uh, this was an era of sort of Ethan Hawke intellectual dystopianism. You know, <laughs> like. No, man, it's because of this and that. Like, And I don't mean Ethan Hawke today. I mean, it was the character Ethan Hawke played in every fucking movie. Yes. All of them. Yes. All of the time. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. But. Coffee shop nihilism. Exactly. Yes. Coffee shop nihilism. Oh, man. Remember, I didn't even drink coffee, but I went to coffee shops all the time. Because <laughs> yeah. that was like, the coffee shops were, that was it in the 90s. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you were like us and not old enough to get into bars. Yeah, that's where you went. You went to the coffee shop. Oh, there were like three or four of them in San Antonio I used to go to all the time. Absolutely. There was one that shared a parking lot with the Selena Boutique. <laughs> I spent more time at Kismet Cafe uh-huh. uh, my first, because I got there early my freshman year, uh-huh. and Nicole was already there, Yeah, literally waiting outside, and I think I unpacked my stuff. Uh-huh. Everyone got settled. I think we went to Kismet that day. And then and then other friends started to show up from camp who were going to school as well. Mm-hmm. I think the first three or four days, we just lived off coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. It couldn't be more goddamn 90s. No, it that couldn't. That entire is like, yeah. like concentrated 90s. Yes. Let's all just uh, smoke cigarettes and drink coffee and talk about how great everything's going to be here in the theater department. Yeah. Jesus. Dude, I... Barbaric. <laughs> I really wish I would have gone there, because that would have been... If I'd been there, shit. You would have been drinking coffee. Oh, yeah. More than likely, you started smoking. Yeah. God knows what would have happened to you. Yeah. It would have been a totally different story. <laughs> totally different story. <laughs> it was one of those where, like, I, I always seemed You'd like... You'd have been diesel, I can tell you that. Yeah? Yeah. I was just the biggest guy there. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't my talent. Right. <laughs> but I wouldn't Oddly have... Enough. I wouldn't have yo-yoed, man. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's a crap gate. <laughs> God. <laughs> Fucking weirdo saw me yo-yoing. Yeah. Oh, that's that's in the play. we need to put in the put in the play. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why sure. Not? It's not dandy enough. We <laughs> <laughs> jump on top of a. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, back in the day. Back in the day. But yeah, that's it. Like going going to a coffee shop. Yes. And just sitting there, hanging out, listening to some jag off with an acoustic guitar. Yep. Pretty much. You know, and then go. Oh fuck, dude. Like, yes, the coffee shop is called Kismet. Yeah. My God. 
The expl- well, my favorite, they renamed it Metro, but on the drag, there was one when I moved here, there was one on the drag called Insomnia. Of course. It was open 24 hours a day. It was great. I honestly, I miss living on the drag because it is technically a dorm, but that is as close to living like in the city as, as you could get while still being in college, you know? What's well, yeah, for Austin anyway. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and at the time, Jesus, Austin. You still had to nag- uh, navigate through uh, gutter punks to get to Tower Records. Yes. Like, yeah. ooh, how urban. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> Aren't if you, you from Westlake, motherfucker? If, if you were on one side of the street where UT was, none. Right. Across the street, it was all these fucking drag rat pieces yep. of shit. Yeah. Uh, and like just the, the catastrophe that happened, like Les Amis, the the coffee shop that is in Slacker, that is now Starbucks. Right. It's just, oh, such a fuck you to that day. I was be like, oh no, it's so authentic, <laughs> so Austin. It's so important. So important. Those things though, like that, that shit that is just frozen in time from back then. Yeah. You know, by you know, your fucking CDs. You, you had that <laughs> CD sleeve in your car because you oh, had your portable CD player with the yeah. tape that went in the tape decks. So listen to your. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or Absolutely. maybe you'd made a mixtape that you oh, could yeah. play and just listen to all over and over and over again. It's some weird mix where it's like, oh, here's Benny Goodman followed by Pantera. What? What? What am I doing? I'm so different. I'm interesting, aren't I? <laughs> so deep. Mm-hmm. But that shit, God, I remember I remember getting my first email address. <laughs> fucking checking it, knowing I'm not getting anything. You're I complicated, aren't you? I know. I'm so I'm so interested. Try just, not to be. I'm so moody. And that was the perfect line. <laughs> Try not to be. Perfect line. Because yeah. <laughs> that chick was so on oh, here. Yeah, just, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you had to be you had to be a little a little tortured, a little weird. Yeah. And for those of us, see, I made the mistake. I didn't understand the little part. A little, yeah, a little torture. torture. Didn't realize that. Because I went whole hog for <laughs> I was fucking anguished oh no i was don't go with anguish i was in a cell of angst all the time it was horrible no oh you just you have to get a little bit to hint at some you know oh yeah yeah deeper reservoir of ennui Mm -hmm. just below the surface oh yeah i fucking master that shit oh yeah like inside nothing nothing it's just just a goddamn clown circus oh yeah yeah oh yeah i don't have clown music no but Trust me. Yeah, two years. Two years after, actually, had this movie been made in, uh, you know, fuck, rele- <laughs> released in '96. That means it was probably filmed in '94. Yeah. Had it been a year later, they would have been wearing vests. Oh, like that. Sure. Oh, remember that time I had vests. Vests. I had a corduroy vest. Oh my. From Old Navy Woo. that I wore all the time. I had like a black <laughs> suede vest. Oh. It was- I was such a fucking nice. dildo, man. Sweet. Everybody back then looked like an idiot. There's yeah. no way around. It. And what I love is, I did. Yeah, thirty years. That oh, the blonde. Oh fuck yes! You <laughs> bet your ass. Oh, that yeah. was fucking magical, dude. Your Lestat face. Short. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking fruit sandwich. <laughs> My God. What the fuck? <laughs> Well, and remember, too, for me, with this type of movie thing, I was living in the Dobie, which at the mm. time had the only 100% independent movie theater in the state, right. I think. I could be wrong. If I am, I don't care. Doesn't matter. Um, but it only was... Only one that matters. Yeah. Only one that matters. Uh, Man. And it was one where the popcorn, they, they had their ratios down. Their popcorn and soda were fucking perfect. <laughs> it was amazing. And you know, they had that... I'd been in every theater in that fucking building, 
They have that one that had like 15 seats in it. Mm. One that where there was a row that was one chair. The <laughs> yeah. Egyptian one that had fucking pillar in the middle of it. And if you knew, you'd go in the back and there was that little room that had the double recliner that you could sit in while you watch. Oh, I was awesome. Nice. Uh, I don't, I sat in those chairs and I don't even want to think about how much matter. How much DNA's was fucking embedded <laughs> in that shit? You fucking know it. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like this at the time though, that, that Kevin Smith vibe was ever. You go see Mallrats in the theater and be like, oh my god, this is connected to Clerks. Yes. What? What? Explain it to people. This Synergy. Synergize, man. But it, he, <laughs> he was the first one to do a universe. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. But this. I like, again, I like it so much more this time because I had a different approach to it. Yeah. You know, and if you you are looking at it from point of view of if it was Dignan's story, it is a comical heist movie. Mm -hmm. It's Anthony's story, so it is this guy who's just trying to figure shit out, dealing with a friend who wants to be a criminal. Yes. Um, And what's weird is they really, even with the, the Hinkley Cold storage, what crime did they really even commit there? I mean, is it attempted t- robbery. Attempted or... robbery, maybe. Yeah, breaking and entering, attempted mo- menace because of weapons and all that. But uh, I don't. Uh, attempted aggravated burglary. Whatever it was, yeah. not long. Yeah, not long. Not much happened with that. Um, but yeah, the, robbing the bookstore was so fucking great. You idiot! Don't call me an idiot, you punk. punk. And just, I'm sorry, do you have like a larger bag like for dictionaries or atlases? It's so perfect. And the whole thing with Inez, that was interesting, more interesting to me on this go-round than the first one. The whole time, like I used to view the whole time at the hotel as being like, what the fuck is that? Now I approach it, that is the fucking heart of the movie because that's where all of the relationship dynamics played out so well. You know, Dignan cock blocking so fucking expertly yes not as bad as your buddy no one no one will ever ever top that just for those who don't know because i love hearing it uh which one was the dwarf pornography that was the first time right or the second time hold on first time first time was pretty innocuous it was just like friend, you know, the typical yeah. girl has friends at the bar, guys has friends at the bar, girl's like, yeah, no, no, you know, ha, 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 we have to go. You yeah. Know, you okay, get, so, yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, the typical right. 90s. Yeah, t- yeah, typical 90s. Um, like, oh, well, we'll hook up at another time. Oh, okay, Here's no, my no, pager no. number. <laughs> <laughs> and the second time was the midget porn. Okay, second time was, so, for those who don't know, you were at a party. Yeah. Ended up at the second location of the person's house. Yes. You and this girl are, you're getting up to leave, to go. We're we oh. are about, we're discussing terms. Okay, okay. Uh, I lived around the corner from where this apartment and, party was And it going. was one of those beautiful, like, that that early 20s, discussing terms without openly discussing yeah, terms. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Not oh, like you yeah, would do here in our yeah. 40s where you're like, oh, yeah, okay, well, we'll do that for about an hour. And yeah. Then and then leave. Then we'll or go- come back tomorrow and have lunch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we'll fuck for this long. Yeah. But with this, it was like, oh, God, you know, I'm so, like, I just kind of want to leave. How about you? Yeah, oh, well, I, I live know. right around the corner. I oh, literally did this. Yeah. Same blocking, right. if you will. Yeah. Okay. I live right around the corner. Right around the corner. Uh, that turn out with yeah. the thumb indicating. Pointing perfect. in the exact direction. Yeah. You know, the yeah. true north yeah. to, and, to my and house. she's like, well, yeah, I don't, yeah well, I've well, just got to be up And I'm early. looking at her, and she's looking 
at me, but yeah. her back is at the corner. I'm looking at her. So I mean, I'm looking at the corner. Yeah. Her back is in the corner. Yeah. So she sees the room. I don't. I yeah. see her. Yeah. I am concentrated on her. <laughs> Milady. <laughs> and she's doing that. At that well, no, oh, yes. no, no, no. I've got oh, to be up yeah, kind of well, early well, in the morning. Oh, you, you're, yeah. you're hinting at a uh, deeper well of ennui. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. And then all I see are eyes turn to the size of saucers. <laughs> I never knew what that meant until that night. Yeah. And her eyes, saucers, mouth, a gape, a, a, a gape, and a gasp. I, and, and my, I know this didn't happen, but in my memory, I almost think there's like a slow hand that comes up, you uh-huh. know, the point. Yeah. Across the room. Fuck, is she Donald Sutherland? Like, at the end. Exactly what happened <laughs> yes. from Body Snatchers. <laughs> and we look across the room, and the TV is in the far section of the apartment, not even in the living room where it should be. It's like yeah. more like in a little, a little corner dining little... nook. Okay. So you okay. remember how those little shitty apartments with the breezeway? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the the kitchen with the shitty breezeway and then yeah. the yeah. little dining area. That's where the TV was. And um, a guy's playing midget porn. Midget porn from across the room yeah. to a young lady who has never, I'm sure, ever seen something like this uh-huh. looks like a man fucking a child. Uh-huh. It's horrifying. Uh, yes, I would imagine so. Absolutely <laughs> horrifying. I had worked at a porn store. And you were horrified. I was horrified, but I knew yeah. what this was from across right. the room. Old hat for me, dear. Yes. Oh, pardon me. I know this. <laughs> I, know, I even know who that actress is. Well, what's funny with what you're talking about with the pornography thing being shown at a party, I knew these guys had a had a house. It was the one that I lived in that you helped me move mm. out of, you know, that that house. That yeah. Year. For a while, that was one of those old style houses where you walked in and there was like a narrow living room. Yeah. And then there was like a narrow family room right after yeah. that, like before the... And that front room, they had like a, a couple of couches and they, a projector pointed at a wall that they would have movies on and they'd have parties at that house all the time. And they sure. would always have porn on that screen. Wow. And it was the gauntlet, because if you were walking through with a girl, you could not even hesitate in front of the screen. Just kind of walk through, like, not even, oh, oh, there was porn. I didn't uh, even. Who knew? Yeah. I didn't know that they're still showing that scene with Jenna Jameson on the beach. That is on. <laughs> a only reason I know that is because it's on every goddamn time I come over here. But yeah, that kind of thing, yes. which is oh shit. So <laughs> yes, that was yeah. a minor infraction. That was the second on one. We just kind of went, oh Mondays, you know. Okay, well, okay. the mood's been killed. Here. Oh well. Hmm. Instead of you seizing on that opportunity, let me get you out of here. I'm sorry. This is no, no. This, I had to go no. across the room and yell at that dude. Yeah, and then I got this whole thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, then uh, then later on, um, Halloween party. Another guy's house, and uh, this is so beautiful. Major stoner fest uh-huh. kind of party. We're all as high as your app pussy at one point, and uh, my friend who was not used to that stuff at the time had eaten like four brownies, and the brownies in the middle were like green. Oh God! So he thought these are just brownies. Yeah, yeah. And he had a couple of beers as well, and which not much of a drinker really. Right. Kind of gets on top of him. So that mix. That mix. Uh, which would have got on top of anybody. Yeah. Quite honestly. Yes. Damn sure would have got on top of me it had done that in the same ratio. Yeah. In time frame. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, she's here at this party. We've been yeah. talking all night. And uh, there couldn't be <sighs> but seven inches between us. Uh-huh. We're in that. We, we oh, are yeah. in our world. Oh, yeah. World yeah. within worlds at this uh-huh. party. We, yes. have our, we have our own. Everyone knows that. Yeah. You know, that it, it's, everything's falling away. I'm focusing here. It's that which one of us is going to break and lean in for yeah. the kiss oh, first. Oh, 
Oh, brother. Oh, yeah. That. We there. Oh, yeah. Can that's a, such a beautiful fucking moment where it's like. Sense memory me, coming back. Yeah, you can feel the lean, that lean that only existed in that moment. Yeah, the energy in the room starts to shift. You mm-hmm. feel things. Mm-hmm. Your whole body becomes tuned to yeah. something is going to happen. Yes. Something is unusual. Uh-huh. I mean, the universe was bending to my will, Jim. <laughs> Then a seal comes and on in the like, background. Like, like, uh, yeah, finally. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, it's exactly what happened. <laughs> and right when th- we're talking, oh, no, you know, it's all soft talk. And yeah. We're both There's, fucking yeah. wrecked. So. No more negotiation. This is just like, it's it's yeah. both of you are holding up the giant yes. Yeah. Things are great. Mm-hmm. And like Jack Nicholson's at the door of the, in The Shining, it's like, Face appears. A face appears, <laughs> dressed as a construction worker, and says to me, in that breathy, hammered. I can hear it right now. I can feel the breath on my ear. She's giving you the fuck me eyes. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we both just looked at each other, like, oh, fuck. And it was very apparent. Yes, this was my friend. I brought him. Uh huh. You know. There's just nothing to be done. Nothing to be like, done. Uh, Fucking shit. Only way it would have been worse if he had just had his dick out right next to your face. Right. Like, Wow. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. Well, may as well have. Owen Wilson's cock blockery in this is not even that, duh, I'm fucked up. I know. His was literally, oh, wow, they're, they're, uh, they're entwined in the swimming pool mm-hmm. underneath the diving board. This is happening. So what am I going to do? Marco, <laughs> and sit down. And yeah, let me that join you guys here. Marco is one thing to be have your friends like see what you're doing yeah. in the pool. Then he just sits down. Yeah, just sits down. Well, then talks to him, just chatting with him, and 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 as immediately the mo that magical mood that's created is gone, shattered. Oh, shattered. God, that is that, and that moment of deflation. So, the just, energy so strong, but so delicate. Oh God, it's, yes. Oh, so delicate. Oh yeah. I just touch. Uh huh. It's a fucking house of cards. Fuck! Yeah. Ugh. It's sort of like you don't understand it until you get old enough. In in Star Wars, in Empire, when Luke and uh, and when when Leia and uh, uh and Han yes. are in there, I like nice men. You do. You do. Like that. Yeah. Getting up. Yes. Yes. Captain Solo. Great, great, great news! Ah, oh, yes, that because the wonder is gone. Man, the nineties. I miss that shit. I miss that just out of high school when everything was possible. I, I will reference Ben Harper. I sure miss the good old days, but I sure am glad they're gone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's like I miss that shit, but I wouldn't go back to it oh, at all. No. no, 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 no. Absolutely yeah. not. Unless you could drop me back into. I just graduated from high school, and here is foreknowledge of everything that is going to happen in the next 22 years. Maybe. Just give me a TARDIS to me to drop in in certain moments. Yeah. And then take me right back out. Yes. Hey, that was nice. Oh, I don't remember it like this. Uh, Maybe that wasn't so great. All right, right. I'm out again. Yeah. If you could be like uh, Billy Pilgrim. Yes. And just bounce back and forth between your own life. Right. That would be pretty awesome. If you could control it completely. But, man, 
the number of I, I wouldn't be able to do it as an objective observer because I'd be like, okay, this girl, no, 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 or no. this girl, why the fuck didn't you, you idiot, yeah, yeah, yeah. you idiot, yeah. it is so plainly obvious. How about you go to this Halloween party solo, bro? Yeah, what? How many times do you look back at with with the situation with a girl that now you're like, how did I not fucking get that she was into me? What the fuck is wrong with me? How stupid am I? How stupid am I? Oh, this yeah. yeah okay, that was this one in particular. I, I honestly was just what? What? Yeah. Really? Huh. Me? That's weird. That's weird. I'm a fucking mess. No yeah. Not me. No. 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 no, no. <laughs> Inner well of ennui and drug use. Yeah. God. What's weird though is how this movie is like the reverse of my life. I think that if I were to travel back and see who I was when this movie came out, nineteen ninety eight, twenty one year old James, yeah. I would be mortified. I would, I would be willing to just fucking paradox myself out of existence. Yeah. I would be so mortified at the douche I be, that I, I was. Yeah, I couldn't be. Yeah. I, I couldn't see it. I would just like wait till I was walking across a bridge, and yeah. future me would just grab onto him and uh. we'd just. We just enter oblivion. Yeah. Yep. Come with me. Come with me. We're going into the nothing. Yes. You and I. Mm-hmm. Are you wearing a wife beater and a fucking ski cap? Are you Mike Ness? I don't think you are. And I don't think you want to be. No. I would just clocking yourself over the back of the head with a shovel. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, just be all the shovels. I have a big bag of shovels. <laughs> with this. I look back and I go, oh, wow, this is so much more than I thought it was. There's so much more here. And again, that's why I hate having too grand an expectation of any movie when I go into it. Yes. Just because when you have that expectation, you're not watching a movie. You're watching something that's not what you want it to be. Yeah. And very rarely does that turn out good. There are times when you're like, okay, I'm expecting this to suck. That was so much better than I thought it was. How many classic, amazing movies have you heard about? And then you start watching and you literally, because I've done this on more than one. Well, I don't remember their names or any of them or any of the specifics, but I remember watching these classic movies going, wait, that's what this movie is? Yes. Huh. Um, it's like why people, I think, who see Psycho are disappointed uh-huh. because it is not the movie that you think it no, is no, no. at all. The beginning of it is the lowest rent heist film ever for the yeah. first hour. Yeah. And then it becomes something, and then it's not what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, not at all. But, oh, dude, just the 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 nerve that it takes to 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 look at that shit again honestly mm-hmm. and this movie I I went into it thinking okay I'm just planning on liking the dialogue and then genuinely I went to the bathroom and came back and sat down and without even thinking I went God, I love this movie mm-hmm. Did, what I do I guess I love this movie it's, it's, it's a good fucking a movie, good movie man and I uh, understand now yeah or I didn't understand before yes. But it's one where, like, think about how many of these we have missed throughout our lives. Oh, it goes back to the discussion we had last time about little movies. Exactly, yeah. There's there's a a sea of it out Mm -hmm. there. Well, and now posters have become so boring, and Netflix has made them even more so. Yes. How many movies do you scroll past on Netflix? You're like, I have no interest in seeing this. But it could be something amazing. Because now there's like four posters that exist, and everything is some variation of that. Yes. And there's nothing that entices or interests or anything. Well, there's no need for it to now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look at like the poster for Pulp Fiction. That movie tells you, that poster tells you fucking nothing, but it's like, that's interesting. Yes. 
You know, that there's something happening in that that I love. I mean, fuck, even something like The Apartment, that's a terrible poster for that movie, but it's, you know? Yeah. That Have you seen The Apartment? No. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good, it's stupid. Um, but yeah, that that, like... The loss of all that. Bottle Rocket never had an interesting poster. Bottle Rocket, like the 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 poster, no, it had a all... terrible poster and a misleading trailer. Yeah, yeah, everything about it was bad. Yeah, and so sort of disappointed. I mean, the the poster makes it look like the whole movie is them shooting guns. Yeah, if the poster had been, you know, just a, even just the artist rendering of what we saw in the Criterion's um, menu screen. Yeah. yeah, that is immediately more interesting. Right. You know, and it was one of those like triple panel type, you know, top to bottom three panel things yeah, yeah. that, you know, it, it, it just isn't like there. the fucking poster for Doom Generation. Yeah. Oh. Like, oh, okay. You didn't lie to us. Uh-huh. It did have a hot girl in it. Yes, it did. That thing I saw in the Dolby Theater. And I, that's the only movie I ever almost walked out of. Man, I should. It's, that yeah. is a bad movie. I didn't walk out of it because I didn't walk out of movies. Right. Yeah, That's, that for, was the for, only reason uh, I was there. Yeah, it yeah. just it never occurred to me. Uh huh. Like, I, I am wait, not leaving. I, I am sticking this out. I don't have to stay. Yeah, that was a big time. That was a big revelation for me. Yeah, because I can just leave. Yeah, that thing. They that thing was the most misleadingly everything. Oh, what? A Ever, oh, and the the stabs at humor. Every number in it is oh, every number is six six six. Just terrible. Yeah, everything about it is bad. Yeah, bad and sorry wrong if you love it out there. I don't know who you are. Yeah, but. But um, steer clear, cause nope, uh, nope, mm. man. So yeah, I think that was an interesting take on bottle, cause it that that sums up so much of what that movie yep. is. And I uh, I'm glad that we watched it again. It was one that I almost didn't buy, cause I'm like I just don't care for that movie. I don't. And I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that I'm able that that I have allowed myself to turn and just say, you know what, I'm okay with this. This is. This is this is fine by me. This right here, the the Criterion cover, better better poster, much better poster. I'm going to have to put the original poster and the fucking links for this. Mm -hmm. So uh, on the actual article that I publish here. So yeah. So yeah. Bottle rocket. See it if you haven't. Yeah. See it again if you have. Exactly, because it's different. This is one that I always. There are so many of those movies that hit that were the of the gestalt they were so zeitgeisty that it was the gestalt of the zeitgeist and, and <laughs> hey film podcast yeah exactly. that's one of those sentences that when you think about it it's like yeah that really does it's the the sum total yes. of the spirit of the time that yeah but that you honestly don't take i, I looked at this movie as like everybody who says they like this movie just say they like it because of what it stood for at the time no it really is good. Yeah. It's not like Reality Bites at all. No. Oh, Reality Bites is one that I need to go back and revisit. Because I knew people who talked about that like, oh, it's so misunderstood and it's no. the greatest thing ever. It gets worse. It oh, really I imagine does. so. It I would imagine so. Hey, that's my bike. <laughs> it gets worse. We need to do, like, because after this, we're doing Bond or Hitchcock. And then after that, we're doing uh, the well, other. Well, I know that the the fine folks over at Wax on Wax Lyrical are like, "What are they doing, Bond?" Yeah, we're in about six to eight months. We're going to be doing. <laughs> we Bond. need to get on Bond, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Our two fans are clamoring. Yes, James. they're screaming out, crying out. They're crying out. The arms reach up to us. Please, please, don't give us the fuck me eyes. Yeah, they're cr- billions Bond? of fi- fans are screaming out they're for screaming. us. Two thousand ten, but um, <laughs> we then need to do like okay. The gener- the movies that defined our generation. Sure. 
because rewatching Reality Bites and then talking about it, uh, rewatching before mid before sunrise again oh, and God, just yeah. oh man, those Let's watch movies. singles. Oh yeah, singles I think holds up. I haven't seen singles in a billion years. I like Cameron Crowe. He has not done much that's not good, so I'm down with him. So until uh, next week, go watch The Friends of Eddie Coyle so that we can talk to you all about that. See you next time.